Hey, welcome back to the Hope Mom and Dad podcast. We have a special episode today for people who are at the beginning of their IVF or infertility journey. And we've put together a little episode where we talk about the 10 factors you should think about going into your IVF or infertility journey. If you're at the beginning of it and you're looking at uh, other ways of starting a family and you know that you might need to go IVF or other ways, these are a couple of things that we went through and we spoke to other people about that we thought we'd do a super duper episode and put them all together so you can think about them, talk to your friends and family and, you know, just sort of have have a bit of a mull about these ideas that you might not have thought about. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to our normal introduction, episode number 47 with my lovely wife, Becky, and myself, Fuzz, the tag along. You're not tag along. I'm a tag along. You're a key I'm player. I'm a side piece. Yeah. I'm the side piece. Yeah. That's what you call me. <laughs> she actually referred to me as her side piece in the supermarket <laughs> the other day. You were like, oh, where's my side piece gone now? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I got your stuff. Uh, we've got a new, new setup. You might, things might look a bit different. It was probably not worth the amount of hassle and faff moving everything <laughs> around. But uh, wherever, we're trying to make it a little bit better. If you ever have any ideas or things you want to talk, uh, you know, just not even IVF stuff, but like podcast stuff. If this sounds okay, good, bad, wherever, or you think there could be room for improvement, let us know because mm. that's my job and Becky will Leave shout out a side piece to go and do it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we thought it'd just be useful to come up with 10 factors that you should maybe think about before you go into IVF journey. Of course, this applies to like other infertility procedures as well, like IUI, Clomid, everything else like that. Anytime that you're struggling with trying to conceive. Number one. Number one is who are you going to share it with? Who are you going to share this with? Who are you going to share this knowledge of your journey? Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, so Obviously, we haven't told anyone about it. <laughs> there's generally two we parties st- and we firmly sit in the tell everyone and anyone about it. Because mm. it's only weird if you make it weird. Yeah, but... It's not weird at all. It's but. not weird, but um, ever. There's um, people who don't tell anyone. They might just go through it on their own if they're single. They might just talk to their partner about it. Cats. And that's it. Or their animals, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's for various other reasons. So you you want to decide straight away, like, what's your standpoint? And if you're not going through it on your own and you're going through it with a partner, then you need to decide and agree on that before you go into it. Like, are you going to... What are you both comfortable with? I don't think you need with? to agree, really, do you? Yeah, you I, do, because... You, if you went, I'm gonna, I want to talk to I my mum about it, and I, I couldn't say no. No, but if I didn't want to talk, it, you absolutely have to agree, because... All right, don't listen to me. If you didn't want... Luckily, we Say agreed, you so. didn't want to tell someone that we were going through it, then I would have to not tell anyone. If you didn't want to tell people that we were we were struggling, right, then I wouldn't enough. be able to tell people. There's And there's loads I of I don't think about it, because it's, I don't... It doesn't... Because I don't... Because you don't care. care yeah. Yeah. So but, it's good job Becky's on the podcast because if yeah. if it was my, if I was answering those questions, like yeah, and it's worry. really important that you agree, uh, like mm. and just decide quite early on. Even if you are a single person going through it, like you just need to, you can change your mind, obviously. So maybe I'm weird though because you know Rod Gilbert's documentary about IVF and infertility and all this kind mm. of stuff. Like I don't get why people, and I'm not judging them, mm. like, but I just don't get the weirdness about it because it's not your fault you haven't decided to be infertile or no but i think it's just a societal thing like there's a lot of pressure for people to have children and um no but like men are like embarrassed if they yeah there might be shame around it because of societal pressure and expectation it's a macho thing isn't it fuck society 
as yeah. the great penny and the same with said. women sometimes they might feel like they aren't sadly they might feel upset or sad people about like it that or... i want to give them a big hug and be like just yeah. tell everyone to go fuck themselves we're lucky it in like um white um uh, white british culture that like it's not like we're quite fortunate that it's not a necessary expectation that we go on to have children necessarily but in other cultures i know especially from listening to other podcasts where people have come from an asian background for example they have a huge um like cultural pressure to have children Mm. and if they can't then it's like that yeah. it's not good well, like cons- to the other probably people probably talk to someone about that because we probably we don't really know what we're talking no about we don't that, so. but i'm just telling you that i've listened to other podcasts where that has come yeah. up and that's sometimes why people might not share so we're really lucky that we're from like but on the same note i think people that. i don't i think our parents don't care what color we are or whatever and if they want us to have kids they'll be disappointed if we didn't want to have kids whether or not we can have naturally or via this way yeah i think that kind of applies to families all over the place right yeah probably but what you're seeing is like in different cultures is heavily it's yeah. kind of more of a thing yeah 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 same with marriage and other things mm. um but if you but no matter what background you are if your parents some some parents are like Luckily, I was uh, into us having kids, but then yeah. I've never had like um, a talk by your mum or dad or anything like when you're gonna have kids. No, but some people and families are like yeah, that. I know. And, and, and what, so my point was to those families, it doesn't matter what like background you are. If there's pressure from your family, yeah, it's gonna suck. And absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you might decide not to tell anyone because you feel like oh, you're letting people down. Do you know what I mean? What if you choose to have? If no, because you'd be you'd be supporting their idea, wouldn't you? If you want to have kids and you need treatment, and yeah, stuff. but you might feel like I I don't know. I'm just talking to you. I don't know. Yeah, neither do I. Basically, <laughs> we don't. We don't know why. A, it shouldn't be a big deal, but it is to some people, and it shouldn't be. And if you want to keep it quiet and not tell anyone for an easier life, I guess that's probably why, right? Yeah. One of the bad points about telling everyone that you do an IVF. I think you'll agree because it affects you more than me is everyone asks you all the time how's it going that is the disadvantage of telling everyone is that people know but then there's different variations there's different levels of telling people you can tell people that you're going through treatment and having IVF or any fertility treatment and not tell them the dates and then they can't really ask you specifically or well you can be like us and and tell everyone everything so I'm going for IVF yeah it's really exciting everything um I'm telling people bits but um, I'll talk to you about it. Don't talk to me about it. Yeah, yeah. just yeah, just, but without sounding like a dick. Yeah, like I don't know. That'd be quite. Tough. I just think whatever you decide, whether it's to share or keep it secret, you just need to have. I think it's better to talk. Like a baseline agreement. I I think it's good to talk to someone about it, even if it's not people you know. You know, people. So imagine this. I'm like us. I'm because oh, most it's mostly the w- women who talk about the stuff. The guys just like mm. yeah, yeah, right, yeah, but. So if it was, if I was a woman going through IVF, mm. I'd role play it with my acting skills. But I'm going through IVF and I'm about to tell someone, I say, so yeah, we're going to go through IVF. And then they'll go, oh, really? Yeah, I know someone did that. And you'd be like, yeah, it's quite exciting. It's quite unnerving at the same time. But, you know, I'm telling a couple of people. You could tell people you're only telling cl- like good friends, yeah. even if you tell everyone. And then you win a few brownie points for them as well. <laughs> you can say that's crazy you can say um yeah it's early days and stuff it's pretty exciting so i'm telling a few people like that but but 
uh, yeah, how would you say it without sounding... I don't know. I just think... I'll wh- tell you. I'll call you. Whatever you do, you just need to agree with, with yourself or your partner or whatever, however you're going through it. That's like your idea, how you want to set the boundaries. No, I mean, I mean other general people like hmm. brothers, sisters, aunties, things like that. Yeah. Like, maybe someone should come up, maybe someone should say like, I'm going through IVF, I'll let you know when I get any news. Yeah. Don't ask me. Yeah. Sounds a bit rude. No, it doesn't. It's not Just rude. like, it's a lot. There's a lot. It's a lot. Just say it's a lot. And um Just say, I'll call you, don't call me. Yeah, basically. Say, I'll have my people. I'll let you people. know. Yeah. I'll, I'll update you when I've got more news, basically. Cool. Right. But that could be a whole other podcast, like how exactly. to talk about it. And this is a super duper condensed one with loads of helpful information for people at the beginning of the IVF or infertility super, journey. Super duper condensed 10 minutes on the first point. Number wow. two. <laughs> so the number two one is if you're um, doing IVF or treatment treatment uh where who who how when and where are you going to deliver the medication how are you going to do that um sometimes it's logistical the clinic will tell you the times and stuff like that so you might not to get to decide where you're going to do it um logistics then. logistics let's think call about this the, one logistics logistics think about the logistics so, don't... so basically what time do you need to do it that's going to be a given that's a set time and then ideally where you're going to do it set up like a nice calm chill relaxed place in your house if you're doing it at home if you have to do it when you're at work or en route traveling anywhere make sure you've got a kit number two is treatment slash logistics yeah so just think about um don't think about too much because if you're at the beginning of your journey you'll be told what to do but one thing i would say is if you if you're told to do something yeah write it down even if they write it down for you write it down on your own piece of paper yeah and then have them check yeah and just say Hi, there's a lot of information. I just want to get this right. Injection one is at this time. Yeah. And don't worry about feeling stupid or silly or whatever, because yeah. some of the nurses that helped us were like, oh, no, that's wrong. Yeah. And, you know, everyone makes mistakes, but don't overthink it. But whenever you're told, just try it. Whenever you're told what to do and what's going to happen, mm. just on your own bit of paper, don't do it on your phone, put it on the paper first. Then put it on your phone. I, I really think there's something in writing something on paper. Yeah, it helps your memory. Even if you put it on your phone, just try and write it on a bit of paper. Yeah. Have someone just, just, and even if you think you understand it and you think you're 100% okay, go over again. Yeah. Who's it going to hit? So that's that side of it. And then whether you're going through it on your own, you would obviously administer it yourself. But if you're doing it with a partner, then you need to decide if you're going to take turns, if if he's going to do it, if you're going to do it, if she's going to do it. Can I say something on that? Yeah. So like a lot of people like the idea of sharing that process with their husband and stuff. Or wife or girlfriend yeah, uh, or boyfriend. In our case, I was yeah. saying, just, yeah, I'm just talking from our point of view. But mm. okay, so everyone, like lots of people enjoy sharing that process with someone else yeah i'm mr practical and i thought if you've been doing them all this time you've been trained you've got the muscle memory you've got the experience and everything Mm. not mess around with it yeah that's my point of view Mm -hmm. probably unpopular but if the person you're speaking to has the same idea yeah maybe just crack on with it yourself yeah yeah yeah, so some people will do it themselves and some people won't. Obviously, we're in a couple, but I did them all myself just because Fuzz wasn't 
keen on like getting just, involved and I messing just, it up basically well, yeah i thought the benefits of you going ah oh, that's nice outweighed the cons of yeah oh i've messed it up it depends because some people might be too scared to do it themselves yeah, but you're a tough girl yeah and you did it mm-hmm. so decide that because that'll help you out long term and then uh point number three is a, a bit of a ethical one actually um you go through a, a huge signing forms um and documentation stuff before any fertility treatment what's and the title of number three title of number three is would you want to share or donate any unused dna embryos whatever product you're making like embryos basically yeah. um they ask you if you're open to using those things in research if they're unused or if you'd like to donate to other people who and, want to and there's no right, there's no right or wrong answer um and some people don't think about it and they just go yeah why wouldn't i mm-hmm. i think uh science and technology is moving st- like so fast yeah that i don't really know what's going to be possible to be done with our dna samples in the near future Mm -hmm. on top of that like i know someone who was adopted um and i'm only saying this because i've talked to him about it and he's like brought it up and he was like you know worrying about like he has no idea who his mum and dad are yeah and he was like you know oh, maybe they're like not very nice people i worry if i've inherited their genes mm. like blah 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 blah. Mm. and i was like well like if i'm in control mm-hmm. of my body and dna sperm etc um and then you know we produce an embryo yeah you have no control on that yeah once it leaves Mm-hmm. You can have all the best intentions in the world. And again, I'm not judging anyone else. I'm just saying, like, for me, I because I couldn't know for sure that that human being would grow up and be safe and looked after and blah, blah, yeah. blah. I couldn't let go to be like, okay. Yeah. Because that's a human life. Yeah. That could be, like, years of suffering and, like, wow, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you don't know. So that's but my the- qualm about it is that, like, I would feel guilty if something you know from us or my me because you can talk about your own side mm. of it but like from me if there's something if we set that off into the world and then it you know became a human being and had a terrible terrible life because of things out of our control i would just be beside myself I couldn't. yeah on the flip side obviously uh the other opinion is that it's like a really amazing gift that you can give someone that mm can't produce their own embryos and I, for and whatever I think reason it depends on what type of person you are obviously yeah i'm not saying that i'm right and other people are wrong but mm. i'm just saying that's something that i think about and it does bother me yeah it's how is your thought process really and yeah. yeah it's a huge topic that you might just not have realized that you have to think about because that's not a question that you would normally think about when you're trying to conceive naturally is it no. like what will happen to my future dna or and and the research kind of thing is is huge as well obviously it could help people or not for example a lot of people might only be able to afford treatment if they do egg sharing yeah which yeah. i think is a bit kind of it's a bit pressurey in it because it's not really about they they conflate in two different things they're saying do the you clinics. want a family yeah yeah do you want a family yeah well can we have this really precious resource from you that you probably wouldn't give away uh, otherwise yeah it's almost like black pressure <laughs> it yeah. is 
Yeah. So. But I think I would have considered that if we had to have private treatment. Because you're like, uh, whatever means necessary, I need it. I need yeah. it. I need it. Whereas I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Because you probably weren't really thinking about you. I don't know. You just went, yeah, how do I, I make I it happen? I think I was. I, I do. I think I, it would be nice to give someone eggs if they couldn't have them. I know, them. but what if it, it was, what if, yeah, that's... I know it's a because small I know that if, people like, who are going through fertility treatment obviously really want a family as well. This is the other argument. People who are generally going through fertility, it's not an accident. Like they really want a family, and most well, people who are doing that are obviously going to raise their family that's, well. That's true, and I didn't. I kind of guessed that when I thought about it. I thought it would just be like out into the world. No, because they're not just going to go and throw eggs no, into random well, people. Like. But people, maybe a single person with no family or. You know, no, you know, no partner, no immediate family, and then something happens to him, and then that child goes into kid. Like, it's it's not as clean cut as is. It no, it's no, a, it's good. And I, anyway, that's just the way I feel about it. Like, yeah, there's a it, lot. Of, I think there's a lot of, um, you know, women feel a bit. We obviously we're not going to tell people who said what and whatever like that, but from watching other podcasts and and other people in the community, it seems like a lot of women are quite. Uh, not against it, but have a problem that take a while to get to that point where they're comfortable you with know. with taking on an egg donor or or giving using it. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a big deal. Like if it yeah. wasn't a big deal, yeah, it, it is a big deal. Yeah. And there's no right or wrong answer. Yeah, it's a big deal, like you say, because if you're using a donor egg or a donor sperm, then that's not your DNA that creates your baby that you're gonna love and bring up isn't it so it is and what if you regret it what afterwards you're like i would need to find that baby well if you donate an egg i don't think you can that's the point there's rules so that's why it's one really big factor to think about like and agree on with your partner and say yes yeah like you said like i said it's really becoming more and more popular for people to um go through it independently so that's really amazing so um factor number four or point number four is um would you have a medicated or a natural cycle um obviously your um nhs or clinic or whoever you're going with they're gonna advise you which is best for you but it's um it's something to think about in it something to think about and not something that lots of people know about so um yeah look into that yourself and and obviously just like we're just sort of letting you know that that's a thing because then you can read about it and wherever and then when you do speak to the doctors you won't be so like surprised or you'll have a bit more of an idea mm-hmm. i mean the doctors know what they're doing and sometimes they'll prescribe one over the other won't they mm-hmm. but you've said in some cases they ask people yeah. you could do either yeah so it's probably just a heads up you can like have a little look into that mm-hmm. um factor number five our point number five is um you need to find out the um the the like conditions of your ccg your clinical commissioning group um so are you entitled to ivf on the nhs um if you are how many rounds do you get um is that the same as the trust yeah so the the cease the group is linked to the nhs trust that you in your area so each nhs trust Mm -hmm. provides treatment i don't know if it's down to trust it's down to ccgs yeah clinical commissioning groups but the nhs is broken okay it's kind of confusing because like i think like the group is like the legal like this is all like rules and regulations and stuff but yeah. what it, what i think it comes down to after that is each nhs trust has 
like has its own group if you know what i mean yeah so but basically um, but the ccg it, decides how yeah, much the C, yeah the ccg decides um and it might be i might be right but basically i think i'm pretty sure it's like each nhs group trust like we got the veil and cardiff in the veil or the veil and newport or whatever basically look at you see look at the group and then just make look at like the trust the nhs trust if you go in on the nhs or the clinic on the on the private thing mm-hmm. because you might be on a border of two yeah and i don't know if it's by postcode and stuff but basically check in the- wales it's not by across wales everyone gets everyone's entitled to nhs treatment if they don't have children already yeah um so we're different in wales but in in england and maybe scotland i'm not sure it's down to the ccg it does vary by like so, location because there's some places that didn't offer any right yeah and we've spoken to um amber Itso before and she did a um ivf campaign to make it allowed in peterborough in the area that she lives and she's still campaigning for it to um be accessible to everyone everywhere um so that's definitely something to look into because it'll have a huge impact on whether or not you can access fertility treatment because obviously like for us to move house to somewhere that has it on the nhs yeah sometimes yeah i mean that's crazy we are lucky that we get it in wales because we probably wouldn't have been able to afford it no um privately so that's a massive thing to think about yeah so what's it called again the clinical commissioning group yeah (laughs) clinical commissioning group the ccg and then just look at it if you go in nhs if it's linked to your Mm -hmm. local trust yeah um uh point number six is will you need any time off work um I did take a bit of time off work. It completely depends on I think you. Your case is a bit different because you're a teacher, and we, this was through the height of like COVID and yeah. all kinds of weird stuff. But I mean, hopefully, we're on the tail end of that now. I don't think that it's there's any legal um, allowances for you to have time off. Like, I don't think it counts as like sick leave or anything. I'm not really sure. Maternity now or no for IVF treatment right. when you're going through treatment. Yeah. So if you need. Oh, yeah, I mean, some people have got such horrible bosses. Like, mm, we're really lucky because we were really yeah. well supported by my school. Yeah. Um. But yeah, still it's, are. Yeah. yeah, it's different for everybody. So, but um, if you've got a private employer, I mean, obviously, I think I'm saying that if you've got like a if you if you're employed by the government slash council, then whatever, then they can't really mess around with your rights because it's not what they should be doing. This kind of links back to the first point as well because you might not have told your workplace that you're going through this and what treatment you're having. Um, So it really depends on you. It's a completely personal choice. I took time off. you'd have to tell your manager or boss. Yeah, I think we were advised by the clinic to take time off after the egg collection. Um, Definitely the day after and obviously the day of. Um, because you need to rest it's invasive treatment um um but during after the transfer you don't need time off after that but it's just a personal choice it depends on what you want to do so that's another thing to talk about with your partner or think about if you're on your own because it comes down to money as well doesn't it and also one point of advice linked to that i would highly recommend to everyone is um if you work in an industry that has a union Mm. be a member of that union months before if you're thinking about ivf then be part of that union because unions are great they look after people's rights yeah. and protect workers and everything anyway but mm-hmm. if you, are, you most unions will say that you have to be joined 
for a couple of months before any issues. Yeah. So if you can foresee that kind of, if you're a bit worried about that kind of stress going on, make sure you're a member of a union and make sure you're a member of a union at least a couple of months before you're planning on going through treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Next point. Next point. Number seven is um, decide by yourself or with your partner um, how many times are you willing to like go through it? Because obviously it's not guaranteed. Uh, this are com- we nearly there yet? That's why we should call this point. Because you know, like when you just, you're almost there. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, it didn't work. Oh, so, I never yeah. go wrong. Yeah. It comes into lots of factors, obviously. How much you get, how much allowance you get, how much money you have if you're going privately, how much allowance you get on the NHS if you get NHS I mean, allowance. If you're and- Scrooge McDuck in your bath full of gold coins, then you can just keep going and going and going and going but yeah if you but have also finite- there's the mental side of it as well so even people who can afford as much as they want yeah. it's a difficult mental thing to go through and constantly having um letdowns of failures in or a way i think if you failures have, is the wrong word but if, yeah. disappointments if you have infinite amounts of money then you are kind of like a, a disadvantage really because if yeah. it keeps if it, at least if you were restricted with money you couldn't afford to do it 10 times yeah and you wouldn't have to go through that disappointment and heartache and stuff again and again and again yeah whereas if you had infinite amounts of money yeah you could obviously it would change as well but i just think it's good to have an idea um should, it's yeah. a good to have like a ballpark figure or idea of how many times you're willing to go through it um with and then like, maybe look at other options too yeah. Some people are just hard no to other options. Yeah. But there are other options like, you know, egg donor surrogacy. Yeah, that's my adoption. point ten. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, we'll forget it. <laughs> but yeah, it's a big thing to think about. And maybe yeah. just like sit down if you if you've told other people and you're telling other people, you can yeah. sit down and be like, right, let's be realistic. Mm-hmm. Okay, because this life, is... life isn't fair. Because yeah. if it was fair, we wouldn't be in this state yeah. in the be- in the beginning. Yeah. So now we're here, how much are we willing to kind of go with it? Because you can, you know, you can go, potentially you could, you know, go really hard on it and yeah. keep not having the results you want and then your other part of your life suffer. Yeah, I think speaking from our point of view, we always knew that we'd have two rounds on the NHS and we knew that that could, that could be multiple transfers depending on how I successful. Say, I used to say, you know, like if... You know, if that's what happens, that's what happens. And we'll just make, we'll just adapt and move on with our life. Yeah. Doing other things. I mean, that sounds um, a bit blunt, but like ultimately you don't really have a choice unless you were like, no, I'm hardcore yeah. adamant. No, that's you why just you need to decide. Because it's my, it's male factor. You could, you could, and it wouldn't be wrong for you to be like, uh, actually, I really want kids, and you're not into doing it this way. I'm out. I'm just going to find someone else. You could, though. Yeah. It's definitely like, I mean, yeah. it's not nice. Well, we had a conversation with someone about that the other day, and you were shocked that that happens. Yeah. Well, I'm not kind of, I'm not saying to go and do that. Okay. <laughs> but um, it happens. Yeah, it does. And happen. if it did, I'd be like, Oh, but <laughs> no, I... that's why it's good just to have like agreements with people and have like a, a ballpark idea kind of people a... don't like surprises yeah people don't like going along with things and then going oh by the way you need to do this mm-hmm. or i'm out and you'd yeah. be like you'd feel hurt either yeah. way then yeah, yeah 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 um point number eight is if you're in a same-sex couple um how are you going to decide who 
who does what so um if you're two women obviously someone needs to donate eggs and someone needs to carry the baby so you need to decide which way around that'll be if you're two guys then you need to decide who's going to carry your baby are you going to go for a surrogate is it going to be someone in this country someone abroad is it going to be a family member lots to consider and i guess like for anyone who's not thought about it before then that's um yeah a big thing to consider and that could come down to money as well um we don't really know too much about we don't but we spoke to um chrissy and oh we should get back we spoke to the girls we spoke to the girls um my bun hair oven and they were doing shared ivf which was really cool where they used one of the girls eggs and the other girls carried it so um that's what shared ivf is um which is really cool so there's lots of options to look into and um lots of different ways to go about doing it um point number nine is plan your wardrobe i've definitely mentioned this before um but for women going through fertility treatment you need to consider that you're going to be whipping off your bottom half a lot of the time um so think about your footwear think about um your outfits and um yeah make sure that you're easily accessible easily accessible because there's going to be lots of invasive appointments where you get checked out and it just makes it all easier if you're not like ripping off a million layers or faffing around with tights basically so in the way you went it was quite warm when you did your bits no yeah so Uh, if it was cold can you get away with like a dress with no like tights and leggings and stuff well by the time we had our successful transfer and we went for uh, scan yeah. in December it was cold then and I uh, wore leggings and boots so I just whipped off my leggings and a dress it's just good so the leggings useful. wasn't too bad leggings it's is more okay like, it's more like anti-trousers tights really and like lace-up boots don't wear lace-up oh, boots because it's gonna take forever lace-up thigh-high boots <laughs> yeah Who's not wearing them to an IVF well it I mean, they're fashionable, so lots of people would want to wear them. But yeah, I'm only joking. Know, I have no idea what people not, wear. Not ideal for that treatment. No. <laughs> so sandals, if you're in the summer, slip-on shoes or zip-on boots, like in the winter. Mm. And tights sometimes are a must, but they're just a bit of a faff to get on and off. It, so Just be prepared to sort of... Yeah, and I just think if you wear a dress or like um, a smock top and not jeans, then you you feel a bit more covered, a little bit more... You've got a bit more decency when they're like... If you need to jump off the bed quickly, you're not just like in your top half and no knickers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you're wearing a dress, then you you can cover your lady bits. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. tip. Good tip. Mm-hmm. Next point. Next point and last point is what we said before. Like consider all the scenarios. So when you find out that um, that you do need fertility treatment and help with having a baby, you need to think about all the scenarios. Like like Chris said, first said. So. And just to wrap it into number 10 is like, have a plan and be prepared for news that you don't want to hear. Yeah. Because um, unfortunately, you know, most people have to sort of uh, take some news that they don't really want to hear on board at some point. I mean, a lot Mm -hmm. of people forget the good news eventually. Yeah. But it's really, I think it's really important. Thanks, Coco. I'm a gremlin when I'm doing this. Um, it's it's really important to just set your expectations high because people go through bad times and people have you know people have bad times Mm -hmm. but I think the thing which makes or breaks it from being unbearable and and just shit Mm -hmm. is managing your expectations 
Yeah. Like, if you go, this could work, this might not, I'll treat it like a bonus if it does. I'm a pessimistic optimist. You know, I'm always like, it's not going to work until I know it's worked. Mm -hmm. It might work, but as far as I'm aware right now, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just my way of dealing with it. But Yeah. I think a lot of people have the expectation or the... It's the idea because maybe that's the way it is in films and portrayed in media that if you have IVF, you will have a baby. And that's so often not the outcome. Yeah. You know? Um, not in the, uh, yeah, you might need to look at other avenues. Yeah. And you should think about them and just think about how you feel about them in the beginning. Yeah. Because, I mean, hopefully, every, you know, hopefully you don't have to get that far and think about these things. But yeah. you could talk about them a little bit. Um, you have to take small little steps yeah uh uh, you know talking about these subjects and stuff like that yeah because even like even with your closest friend or your partner whoever you're with and going through this with or if you're on your own like you might come across topics that you've never even had to consider before so yeah and imagine if the person that you um coco do you mind (laughs) imagine the person that you're going through this with you just assume that they're going to have the same answer as you yeah and then you bring up the subject and like absolutely 100 percent, definitely not and you're yeah. like oh yeah so it's small steps but you know yeah. just try and cover all your angles basically because mm-hmm. yeah you know like and if you do have different views it's not always like kind of make true. or break like yeah. we've got different views on quite a few things so but it's fine mm. it's okay yeah. yeah, so it's um, all around just like talk to yourself, your family or just your partner. Just sit down and go through it methodically. Yeah, and do your research. Look up on Don't the internet. Don't do too much research though. Like, <laughs> I think, I think literally just take on, just take on enough, um, just take on just enough for each bit. Make sure mm-hmm. that it's right for you. But, you know, like, if you if you don't even know if you're infertile, people, a lot of people might be watching and they might be trying and they might just be, like, interested on how it might work and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, go to a doctor. Get checked out. Yeah. Get, get figured out. A, well, lot of, a lot of doctors don't even look at male infertility for a long time. Like, yeah. That's what set us back for so long. And I think um, it, it's just becoming more and more popular. We should try and get someone on who's um, gone through part of the IVF treatment to preserve their fertility, both single people and couples. If they 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 think about having children, they know they want children in the future, but they don't want to have them yet. Lots of people do it as a choice you know it's yeah. not like a last resort or a we need this it's they're doing it to preserve the fertility so because yeah, things you know things are different for everyone it's more accessible now i think mm. um yeah so they're the 10 things we think yeah. and have read and heard be about helpful. yeah little baby steps for everyone to think about if you're at the beginning right yeah. at the beginning or if you're in the middle um uh, so that's probably from us but if you want to help us we'd really mm. appreciate it if you could give us um uh just a bit of love on the social medias and stuff and on youtube um you know in the comments this kind of goes back to that point are you telling people about it obviously if you're not telling people about it you're not going to go publicly like commenting yeah. and doing stuff but, but you, if you are you might have like um what's an alias yeah. like that is a good way to not tell people about it but to talk about it because i do yeah. think it's really important that you talk to people 
Yeah. Even if you don't share so if with you people are, you know. If you have an alias and you're all secretive and you're not, speak to us. Drop yeah. us a, a, a DM on Instagram. Becky, Becky runs all the stuff. I basically do the YouTube, but Becky does the comments. But let us know if there's anything that we could follow up on on any of those points that could be make it more helpful for you. Mm-hmm. And don't be alone. If you kind yeah. of, you know, don't really have anyone in real life that you can really talk to about it because of the things that we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Get involved. Talk to people on the on the online community, and that includes us. Yeah, cool. <laughs> right, we're gonna get going. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back with an we'll be back with another episode next week. Yeah, and we'll see you in a bit. Have a good day.